After reciting the Tashahud Ta'uz and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalib Tumasi V, Ayyadullah Ta'ala Minister Aziz, recited verse 246 of chapter 2 and then stated, Who is it that will lend Allah a goodly loan that he may multiply it for him manyfold? And Allah receives and enlarges, and to him shall you be made to return. In this verse, it mentions giving Allah the Almighty a loan. This does not mean that, God forbid, Allah the Almighty is in need of material wealth. And therefore, in order to fulfill his needs, he is asking for a loan. One meaning of a loan is in the common use of the word, which we use for borrowing or lending money or taking a loan. However, in regards to its lexical meaning, it also means a good or bad recompense. Therefore, in this context, it will mean, Who is it that will spend in the way of Allah, so that He shall grant an excellent reward? Thus, when this word is used in reference to spending or giving in the way of Allah the Almighty, then it means that He will grant a most excellent reward 
to the one who spends in his way. This means that if one is spending for the sake of Allah, the Almighty, and for him, then Allah, the Almighty, will grant him an excellent reward in return for it. Allah the Almighty has mentioned about sacrifice and financial sacrifices in numerous instances in the Holy Quran. And to spend in the way of Allah the Almighty's religion or for the service of mankind has been deemed by Allah the Almighty as if one is spending for his sake. And whatever one spends for the sake of Allah the Almighty never goes to waste. Rather, it is a loan which Allah the Almighty returns manyfold. Therefore, no one should think that Allah the Almighty is in need of a loan. In fact, Allah the Almighty is the Lord of all the worlds and grants everything its provisions. He is in need of no one. When Allah the Almighty uses the word loan in relation to himself, it means that one should spend in his way, and in return he will grant his countless bounties. Thus, he asks, who is it that will give him a goodly loan? By asking this question, Allah the Almighty has encouraged as to who will spend in his way and become the recipient of his countless rewards and continue to go on receiving them. Moreover, later in the verse, Allah the Almighty himself has explained this by stating that he does not ask of this loan in order to keep it for himself or for his own use. Rather, it is so that he may grant manifold in return. In other words, he proclaims that he is taking this wealth as a loan, so by spending in the way of his religion and for the service of mankind, he will grant manifold in return. Furthermore, by referring to this as karze hasana, i.e. a goodly loan, means that this will only be considered as spending in the way of Allah when one does so willingly and with complete contentment of the heart. Only then it will be considered as a goodly loan for which Allah the Almighty will return in many fold. In one of his gatherings, the promised Messiah has spoken in relation to this. He states, when Allah the Almighty asks for a loan, this does not mean that, God forbid, He is in need of it. To entertain such a doubt is kufr, i.e. disbelief. In fact, what it actually means is that He will return it in many fold. This is a method that Allah adopts through which he bestows his blessings. Then on another occasion, the Promised Messiah states, 
a foolish one claims that who is it that will lend Allah a goodly loan? Therefore it must mean that God forbid, God is in need. The Promise of Islam states that such people who utter such words are extremely foolish. The Promise of Islam states, These foolish people fail to understand because since when does this mean that God is in need of it? When Allah the Almighty speaks about a goodly loan, how does it mean that he is in need of it? The Prophet Sallallahu states, Here the meaning of a loan is that which one promises to repay. The whole purpose of a loan is that one pledges for the loan to be paid back. The Prophet Sallallahu states, They add it from themselves that he is in need. In other words, those who level this allegation add it from themselves that God is in need or poor. Nowhere has God Almighty mentioned that they should give him so that he may spend it on himself because he is hungry and in need. Indeed, what Allah the Almighty has stated is that when his servants are hungry and in need and one spends for their sake, then it is as if one has spent in the way of Allah. The Promise of Islam further states, Here the meaning of a loan is that who is it who will perform righteous deeds in the way of Allah the Almighty. And Allah shall grant manyfold reward in return for it. If one performs even a single deed for the sake of Allah the Almighty, he will return its reward in manyfold. It is not just concerning wealth and money. The Prophet ﷺ states, This is completely in line with the honor of God. If one carefully ponders over the relationship between his divine providence and his creation, then one can easily understand this because irrespective of one's good deeds, prayers, supplications or drawing distinction between a believer and a disbeliever, God Almighty is providing for everyone and nurturing them. Allah the Almighty is providing for everyone irrespective of them being a disbeliever or a believer. And he grants the blessings of his divine providence and mercy to all. Thus, how can God Almighty let one's righteous deeds go to waste? When Allah the Almighty is providing and nurturing everyone without any effort on their part, then how is it possible that if one performs a righteous deed, Allah the Almighty will let it go to waste and not reward it. The honor of God is such that then whoso does an atom's weight of good will see it. And similarly, one who does an atom's weight of evil will also see it. Thus, in the context of this verse, this is the true meaning of alone. Since the actual meaning of qarz, i.e. alone, applies here, Therefore, the actual words has been used in the verse, Who is it that will lend Allah a goodly loan? And the explanation of this verse is that, That is, whoso does an atom's weight of good will see its reward in this world.
thus to offer financial sacrifices for the propagation of Allah the Almighty's religion and for the service of mankind is indeed a great deed which Allah the Almighty never allows to go unrewarded. Allah the Almighty has mentioned this in another instance in the Holy Quran as well. Who can understand the true essence of financial sacrifices better than the members of the Jamaat? Every Ahmadi has personal experience of this, that not only do financial sacrifices which are made for the sake of Allah the Almighty and to attain His pleasure grant contentment of the heart, but even from a worldly standpoint, thousands of people have also experienced how Allah the Almighty has miraculously returned their wealth which they had spent to seek His pleasure. There are many Ahmadis who make financial sacrifices simply for the sake of offering a sacrifice and their only desire is to please Allah the Almighty. They do not even think about attaining any worldly wealth in return. However, Allah the Almighty, who has declared that He shall return it in an excellent manner, indeed does so. There are some people who, despite facing straitened circumstances, offer sacrifices and have faith that Allah the Almighty will in some way or another fulfill their needs Himself. And Allah the Almighty indeed does so, which even leaves them astonished as to how God Almighty provided for them. However, the condition is that one ought to offer the sacrifice with a pious intention and in order to seek the pleasure of God Almighty and to also fulfill His commandments and perform righteous deeds. It should not be the case that one simply donates money and then assumes as if they have offered a great sacrifice. In fact, it is also important to fulfill the other commandments and perform other righteous deeds along with it. It should not be done like a mere business transaction with the intention that if it is given in the way of Allah the Almighty, they will make a profit from it. In any case, I shall now present various accounts of those who became the recipient of the blessings of Allah the Almighty in accordance to this promise of His. Many of the accounts are such that people have offered sacrifices for the sake of Allah the Almighty with the utmost sincerity and not only did Allah the Almighty miraculously return it but increased it manyfold. There are many who made sacrifices and were not even sure as to how they would be able to even provide food for themselves and their children. But within minutes, Allah the Almighty provided far greater means for their provisions and to alleviate their hunger. They received far greater in return than what they originally had and this became a means of further strengthening their faith. Thus, these are those people 
who attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty, and we find countless examples of them today amongst the members of the Ahmadiyya community. The president and missionary in charge of Guinea Conakry has written an account. He states that he read out my sermon on Waqfa Jadid from the previous year in his mosque, in which I had mentioned the importance of financial sacrifices, and I also presented various extracts from the writings of the Promised Messiah. In one of those extracts, the Promised Messiah mentioned that among the five means to attain the nearness of Allah the Almighty was striving in his cause through the sacrifice of one's wealth. Furthermore, the Promised Messiah stated that one cannot have love for worldly wealth and God Almighty at the same time. Love for both cannot exist at the same time in one's heart. Similarly, he also read out the various faith-inspiring accounts of financial sacrifice which I narrated. He states, After the Friday prayers, a poor and very devout Ahmadi, Musa Kuba Sahib, took out however much money he had in his pocket and with great sincerity presented it for Vakfa Jadid, even though he had already paid his chanda. Upon inquiring the amount he had donated, he replied, I have simply given whatever I had in my pocket, and you can count it for yourself. I have offered this in order to attain the love of Allah the Almighty, and therefore did not count it. When it was counted, it amounted to 85,000 francs. We advised him that since he had taken out all of the money from his pocket to donate, he should take some money back as he would need some to cover his travel cost as well. Upon this, he replied, Did you not hear that the promised Messiah has stated that one's heart cannot harbour two loves? Therefore, allow me today to instill the love of Allah alone and place my reliance upon Him. And thereafter, he joyfully walked home. These are the incidents when one witnesses them and the missionary has also written that one's heart becomes filled with gratitude to Allah the Almighty for granting such loyal people to the community of the Promised Messiah People listen to the sermons and say that they have indeed listened to it. But to listen to the sermon with so much attention, whereby he recalled that the Promised Messiah has stated that one cannot harbour two loves in their heart, Therefore, he was not willing to keep the money he had in his pocket, lest it is counted as harbouring love for it, and instead he immediately acted upon the instructions. People often say that they do not understand. This is an example where one listens with full attention and then acts upon what, he, what they hear. How extraordinary are these sacrifices? This is in line with the conditions of the bayat, that one will always strive to fulfil the oath they made with Allah the Almighty and they will not harbour any grievances. Furthermore, it pleases them when they have the opportunity to offer sacrifices, and they become ready to present these sacrifices with the complete sincerity. Our opponents say that they will wipe the name of Ahmadiyyat from the earth, 
Who has the strength to wipe out such sincere and loving members? Allah the Almighty nurtures such people and the enemies are destroyed without a trace. Denawa Saheba, a member of Jamaat Ahmadiyya France, pledged allegiance a short while ago and faces opposition from her family. She says, I have always tried to take part in all the financial initiatives, whether it is Waqf Jadid, Tahrik Jadid, or mosque funds. I have witnessed the blessings of financial sacrifices with my own eyes. She further says, my situation with respect to paying my Waqf Jadid Chanda was such that I had been in search for employment for a long time, but had not managed to secure a job. The day I paid my Chanda for Waqf Jadid, Ten minutes after I had paid the amount, I received a phone call saying that I had been offered a job at a very big firm. Attaining a job after paying towards these chandas, in particular straight after paying Waqf Jadid, for me is certainly a sign from Allah the Almighty. The missionary from Kazakhstan writes that the wife of Dislan Sahib, who is a local Muallim, pledged allegiance a few years ago. This year, on her birthday, she gave 7,000 tenge, the local currency, split between Tahrik Jadid and Waqf Jadid. She says, one week after I paid this amount, I unexpectedly received 70,000 tenge. Having made a sacrifice in the way of Allah the Almighty, she was returned tenfold the amount. Some people say, why does this not happen with them? Or why do they not have such experiences? They ought to recite istighfar and assess what is in their hearts and whether they offered their sacrifices solely for the sake of Allah. If this was the case, then such people can never have any grievances. One should rejoice that Allah the Almighty granted them an opportunity to offer sacrifice. Allah the Almighty has promised to bestow. How He shall bestow? If He does not bestow it today, then He will do so tomorrow. Nonetheless, whoever's intention is for this, they will harbor grievances. Few people are like this, and such people even consider prayers to be a burden. A member from Moscow, Abdurrahim Sahib, says, With regards to my job, I have always been unfortunate. Wherever I obtained a job, my income would be so low that it would be difficult for me and my family to survive. On one occasion, I did not even receive my one month's salary. But then Allah the Almighty blessed me in a way that my salary began to increase. I realized that perhaps this was a sign from Allah the Almighty that I should pay my chanda regularly. Therefore, I began to pay all the chandas regularly. Due to paying this regularly, Allah the Almighty blessed me greatly in that I received an offer for a job that I had been waiting for for two years. 
by the grace of Allah, I have had the opportunity to pay Waqf Jadid as well. I have especially understood from all this that Allah goes on increasing the wealth of the one who pays Janda regularly and also ensures they consistently receive an income. I am very grateful that Allah the Almighty has granted me the opportunity to regularly contribute towards the Jandas of the Jamaat. Iftikhar Sahib, a missionary serving in the Waterloo region of Sierra Leone, says, I visited various Jamaats in order to inform them about Waqfa Jadid and that there had been a shortcoming on their part with regards to explaining to them about the importance of giving Janda. During the announcement of Tahrik Jadid, I mentioned that Sierra Leone has a lot of potential and with a bit of effort they could increase their janda. Thus he took this message to various Jamaats and stated that Khalif al-Masih has sent a message that the Jamaat of Sierra Leone is very big and has been established for a long time and also that the members of the Jamaat are always ready to offer sacrifices. If there is a shortcoming then it is on part of the office bearers. He further says, Upon hearing this message, the members were greatly moved and inspired. Not only did they pay the Waqfa Jadid, they also gave more towards the other Jandas. There is a place named Newton in Sierra Leone. After contacting 18 households there, 1.3 million Leon was collected in just one day. Two students from Ahmadi schools gave 300,000 Leon towards Waqfa Jadid and gave a further 200,000 later on. One girl from Newton, Muslima Ghafona, gave 50,000 Leon and said to request Khalif al-Masih for prayers for her. He further says, Five students informed me that from the income they received for their labour work, they gave 50,000 leon towards Waqf jadid Thus, these are the people who respond to the call of the Khalifa. They have never met me, nor seen me in person. But their hearts are filled with love and respect for Khilafat and are ready to offer every sacrifice for Allah the Almighty. Observe another incident of their love from another member of the Newton Jamaat. He further says, I went to the house of Esba and informed him about giving Chanda. I read out the passage in which it was mentioned that the people of Sierra Leone are ready to offer sacrifices. His wife became extremely emotional and said, What Khalifa al-Masih has said is absolutely true. She then said, The only issue is that today I have nothing with me at home to give. He further narrates, I was still sitting there when all of a sudden she received some money that she was not expecting. 
Immediately she handed all the amount to the secretary Mal, who was present there as well, and said to give her the receipt of the chanda. When I counted the money, it amounted to 200,000 leon, all of which she gave as part of chanda. She was then very pleased and content after giving this money. There was no complaint as to the timing of when she received the money, nor that she was in need of the money herself, but he had taken it for chanda. I said to her to keep some amount at home for food and provisions, etc., but she replied that she would not keep any of it. Whatever she had received, she gave as chanda, and had no worry at all. But Allah the Almighty is never indebted to anyone. He further narrates, a short while later, she received a substantial amount of money from somewhere else, which was sufficient for her provisions, etc. A missionary from Kyrgyzstan writes, a devout Kyrgyz Ahmadi, Kobot Sahib, resides in Bishkek. He informed me that he had promised to give 1,000 som for Vakfa Jadid. Som is the currency of Kyrgyzstan. One month before the financial year of Vakfa Jadid was about to end, the president of our Jamaat delivered a sermon shedding light on the importance of Vakfa Jadid Chanda. In the sermon, he read out incidents from a previous sermon of Khalif the Masih. Up until then, I had only given 200 sum, but on the same day, I gave the remaining amount for my promise of 1,000 sum, which I had not been able to give up, up until then. I have a sister who is unwell. The government gives her 400 sum each month. On the same day after the Friday prayers, when I put the card in the ATM machine to get my sister's pension, there was 10,000 sum in her account. One week earlier, my mother had written to the authorities, stating that it was difficult to manage within the allowance they gave, and so they ought to increase it. I thought that this amount was from the authorities. But today, on the morning of 29th of December, I received a phone call from the authorities in which they said that according to their promise, they will increase the allowance to 5,000 sum. In addition to this, he received an additional 5,000 sum. He says that he offered chanda from this amount, as they had spent money previously, or perhaps they took it out from this amount. He says that he instantly received the blessings from giving chanda, in that he was unable to locate where the extra money came from. Since it came into their account, the bank said that the money was theirs as they had nothing to do with that money. Thus, these sacrifices become a source of increasing one's faith. Amir Sahib of Tanzania writes that when Khair Rashidi Sahib from the Zanzibar Jamaat was reminded about contributing towards Waqf Jadid towards the end of the year, In fact, he wrote this himself and said, When I was reminded about contributing towards Fakhwajadid, I did not have a job, nor did I have any money to pay towards it. But I requested the missionary to include my name on the list of those who had paid their promises and said that Allah the Almighty would provide the means for me to pay it. He further narrates, Only two days had passed from this incident that I managed to get a job as a driver. From my first income, I was able to pay Fakhwajadid for myself as well as for my children.
Thus, my intention of paying Chanda ensured that I secured a job. He also says that this became a means of further strengthening his faith. Amir Sahib Tanzania writes that Taha Sahib from the Iringa region mentioned that this year he witnessed extraordinary occurrences in relation to Waqf Jadid. He mentioned that his promise was 600,000 shillings. Owing to his financial difficulties, in November he wrote to Khalib Tumasi saying that overall the financial and business situation in the country was dire. Therefore he requested prayers for Allah the Almighty to grant him an opportunity to pay his Waqf Jadid promise. The people who write letters to me, they do not write only for personal reasons. They also write expressing their worry over not being able to pay their chanda and request prayers in this regard. Some incidents will be mentioned later in which people offered prayers and tahajjud prayers so they are granted the opportunity to pay their chanda as opposed to fulfilling their personal needs. He writes, As soon as I had written the letter, I felt content that Allah would provide the means to pay it. God willing, and only 24 hours had passed since I wrote the letter that a person came to see me through a recommendation about a business proposal and consultation regarding it. Upon meeting him, I realized that 15 years ago we were class fellows. We spoke regarding the work and later, through him, I managed to get a contract worth 6 million shillings. He then writes, Allah the Almighty returned tenfold the amount I had given in Chanda. In exchange for 600,000, he gave back 6 million in return. From the money I received as advance, the first thing I did was to pay my Vakfajadid promise. Juma Sahib, a new convert from Zanzibar, works in a grocery market. He writes, When we were reminded about contributing towards Waqf Jadid, in those days the demand for supplies stopped. He worked to load and unload vehicles. My financial situation was very difficult. I prayed a few days of the Hajjad. As I mentioned about this earlier, he is a poor labourer, but he is not praying for his personal needs or to be given enough money to buy provisions for food. He states, A few days in my tahajjud prayers, I supplicated especially to be able to pay my chanda. When he awoke for tahajjud prayers, he only supplicated for Allah the Almighty not to allow him to remain behind in offering financial sacrifice. Thus, just three days before the end of the Waqf Jadid year, his work resumed and he earned 300,000 shillings through which he mentioned that he was able to pay his chanda as well as on behalf of his children. He does not say that they received enough money for their needs. Rather, he says that he was able to pay his chanda and that of his children. He says, Since I have performed the bed, Allah the Almighty has blessed my wealth abundantly as a result of my contribution towards chanda. These people are such that they are only concerned about making contributions towards Chanda. 
and as I mentioned, they are praying fervently and supplicating especially for this during the Tahajjud prayers, for Allah the Almighty to enable them to pay their jandah. A worldly person may listen to these words and say that they are absurd. However, it is the same foolish people in the sight of worldly individuals whom Allah the Almighty loves and whose needs He fulfills Himself. There are extraordinary incidents mentioned in the reports. Amir Sahib of the Gambia writes, A shop owner in a village in the North Bank region, Ibrahim Saib, was a very successful businessman and people would entrust him with their belongings, etc. He was a non-Ahmadi at the time. All of a sudden, he became bankrupt due to various reasons and spent the items people had entrusted him with to save his business. When he feared that he would not be able to return the entrusted items, he returned to his home country of Guinea Conakry. He fled the country and stayed in Guinea Conakry for three years. Following this, he decided that he should return. He had a pure heart and decided to return and face the circumstances and somehow repay his debts to the people. Hence, he called the chief and the district chief of the village and pleaded with them to be given the opportunity to return. He requested for them not to arrest him and that he would try to repay all his debts. Hence, the chief permitted him to return on the condition that he would work diligently and return the wealth of the people. If he was unable to do so, he would be sent to prison. He says, only four months had passed since he had returned when he received the message of the Promise of Sallallahu He heard the message and accepted Ahmadiyyad and started contributing towards Chanda regularly. He also started partaking in the financial initiatives of the Jamaat. He would contribute a portion of whatever he earned. By the grace of Allah the Almighty and as a result of paying Chanda, his work was blessed to such an extent that not only did he repay his entire debt within two years, which amounted to 200,000 delasies, but he built his own house and also re-established his shop. His business is now flourishing even greater than before and he personally says that all of this is a result of the blessings of Chanda. A Lajna member from the Jamaat in Australia says, When we moved into a new house, our financial circumstances were not good. The rent for the house was also very high. I did not have enough money to buy necessities, and on the other hand, the financial year was also coming to an end. I placed my trust in Allah and paid the Chanda. This is a woman living in a materialistic country and not in an impoverished country. She prayed, O oh Allah, do not make me dependent on someone else and provide me with the necessities yourself. She says, The same evening my husband returned home and gave me some money and said, I received this today as a bonus from my supervisor. From among all the employees, only I received it. She says, This was twice the amount of my janda. This is such a blessing and favor of Allah the Almighty which left me in complete astonishment. And I gained certainty of the fact that Allah the Almighty never forsakes a person who makes sacrifices in his cause.
Kamruddin Sahib from India writes, at the end of the financial year, the inspector along with Nazim of Akfajadid visited Jamaat in Caligat. During this trip, they visited the house of an Ahmadi Hanif Sahib as well. He performed bed eight years ago and had a modest job with which he made a living. When they reached his home, his 10-year-old son, Madlaj Ali, bought his money box and whilst making his contribution towards Waqf he said that he had collected this chanda for Waqf over the entire year. When the money box was open, it contained a large amount. The Nazim asked the child, Children usually save money in order to buy something they like. Why are you contributing it towards Waqf Upon this, the child replied, the essence of which is that Allah the Almighty, the Holy Prophet ﷺ and the Khulafa have instructed to spend in the way of God and as such, he is contributing this towards the Chanda of Waqf This is the moral upbringing of Ahmadi children. How can the opponents of the Ahmadiyyat harm the Jamaat whose children are brought up with such training? The opponents can try their level best. However, God Almighty has established this Jamaat in order to spread His religion across the world. And as such, He personally supports it and renders His help on every occasion. Furthermore, He creates love for the Jamaat and a zeal to fulfill its purpose from generation to generation. Amir Sahib Tanzania writes, the Muallim of the Mangochi Jamaat in the neighboring country of Malawi writes, a friend Ibrahim Sahib processes and sells meat. This year he promised to contribute 5,800 Malawian kawacha towards the Chanda of Akfajadid. He made smaller contributions throughout the year. By December, a portion was still outstanding. However, due to the circumstances of the country, his business had come to a halt. As such, he took a loan and fulfilled his promise. In order to continue his business, he purchased a goat after a week so that he could sell its meat. Only a few days had passed that he was blessed to such an extent that his entire debt was paid off. Hence, those poorer individuals who pay chanda whilst placing their trust in God Almighty and with a spirit of sacrifice, Allah the Almighty blesses them in return. The conditions of the country were evident and are still the same, but even so, God Almighty brought about a change in his circumstances. The Mawlim of the Mawala Jamaat in Malawi says that Matinba Saheba, a widow in our Jamaat, gives alms every year according to her capacity. This year she promised a certain amount and she fulfilled her promise during the year before the other women. The night after fulfilling her promise, she was told in a dream, Today, God Almighty will aid you in all your works. The following day, she went to the Mollim and gave further donations towards Waqf She said, Due to the blessings of giving alms, God Almighty greatly increases the view, yield of my crops. And this time, God Almighty Himself told me that He will help me. Observe just how God Almighty at times brings about the means to increase in their faith right away. The missionary of Albania writes, 
with regards to the new converts, there is Michaelis Beer Sahib, who pledged his allegiance three years ago. He is also the Tablig secretary and a very active Khadim. One day he brought a box which was full of money. He explained that whatever he continued to save over the month, he would keep it in this box in his car with the intention of giving it in alms for the community. So the first time he brought the box full of money, he donated one part of it on behalf of his four-month-old son, Bevran Beer Sahib, towards Tariq Jadid and Waqf Jadid, and the rest from himself towards Tariq Jadid, Waqf Jadid, and the obligatory Chandas. Thereafter, he would continue to bring his box full of money every month, and even in the final month of Waqf Jadid in December, he made a great financial sacrifice according to his capacity. Hence, one develops a passion for making sacrifices after becoming Ahmadis, for they have witnessed the manifestations of the blessings of God Almighty. The Sada Jamaat of Cheem in the UK says, We were still far behind in reaching our target, so I would wake up and supplicate in the Tahajjud prayers in relation to this matter. One day my wife told me that if I go to a certain person or so-and-so family, they will surely make further donations. Hence, I contacted them, and the family said that they do not wish for their name to be disclosed, and they then donated £1,000, and a further £1,000 on behalf of their children. On top of that, they said that if they are in need of any more, then I should mention it to them. The Vakfa Jadid Secretary of Lajna in Islamabad, UK, says... After my graduation from university, I was busy with the upbringing of my children. Now they are five and eight years old, and our chanda were all given from my husband's income, and I would only be receiving child benefit in my account. I would think to myself that however much I spend in the way of Allah, I could not consider it to be true financial sacrifice. Hence, in September this year, I set up a standing order from my personal account to give Janda towards Vasiyat, Tariqa Jadid and Vakfa Jadid. Apart from that, I also began giving Janda from my grandmother and uncle, and I set monthly installments to an amount that truly was at times a financial sacrifice in light of my income. This month I gave a request to gain further experience as a teacher at my children's school, but there was no hope of succeeding in being able to do so. The very next day after the first donation of Janda was made from my account, I received a call from the school to come for an interview. After the second payment was made from my account, instead of appointing me as an assistant teacher, the school gave me another important role, through which my income increased tenfold. I was convinced from this that it was all a result of making financial sacrifices in the way of Allah. Farhad Sahib, a missionary in Germany says, A khadim from our local Jamaat in Wiesbaden told me that he had already given what he promised towards Tariq Jadid, and in addition, he donated a further amount which he had planned to donate towards Vakfa Jadid. This month, he received a letter from the tax department which stated that he had to pay 800 euros. Yet, despite this, he said that he was determined to still make the donations towards Vakfa Jadid and would take a loan to pay off the tax. 
A few weeks later, he received another letter from the tax department in which they wrote that they had reviewed his paperwork and that he did not have anything to pay. And in fact, they would repay him 4,400 euros. A few days later, he said that he had a car accident in which someone damaged his car and consequently he received 4,700 euros due to this. In this way, after showing a little resolve to make an extra donation in alms, God Almighty brought about the means to enable him to do so. One may deem this as a mere coincidence, but a believer recognizes that this is all as a result of the special favors of God Almighty. The Southern Lajna of Canada says, One Lajna member said that three years prior, her husband was busy with his education, so she had to work and had all the responsibilities on her shoulders. This tiring routine left her exhausted and she would be unwell for long periods of time. Subsequently, when the time came to make promises towards Vakpa Jadid and Tahrika Jadid, she pledged twice the amount of her monthly income. A short while later, she lost her job and was in very constrained circumstances. All her spending would be done using a credit card, and at the end of the year, when the time came to make her donations, she was left with no choice but to place her trust in God Almighty and make her donations using the credit card. God Almighty manifested a wondrous sign of His power, whereby in those very same days she was informed by her bank that she had credit protection insurance and that she could request if she lost her job. In this manner, all her expenditures were covered, and on top of that she found a new job which was much better than the previous one. Her financial situation had improved. She voluntarily increased her promises towards voluntary chandas. And in the same time, her husband completed his education and received a good job. Hence, she left her job and was able to manage from her husband's income. A missionary from Indonesia writes that Amin Sahib and his family always desired to make all their donations towards Wakfa Jadid and Tahrik Jadid during the month of Ramadan. This year his income was low and it seemed impossible to fulfill the donation promised. The missionary then writes, I myself witnessed him every day during the month of Ramadan where despite fasting he would travel four kilometers along with his family to his candlenut field so that through this he could fulfill the amount he promised. Thus, during the month of Ramadan, he fulfilled his promise of 200,000 and it would have been impossible for him to collect such a large amount without the painstaking effort he made. The missionary then writes that he asked him, What drives you to make such hard efforts every day whilst fasting? Thereupon he answered, My family and I merely wish to attain the pleasure of God Almighty by acting upon the instructions of the Khalifa of the time. There is Nyapa Sahib from the Kaya Jamaat in Burkina Faso who converted to Ahmadiyyat over 10 years ago. However, he was not regular in offering financial contributions. His household was often riddled with illness and poverty. Some time ago, he began paying special attention towards regularly offering financial contributions, especially to Tahrika Jadid and Waqf Jadid. Due to this, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, not only did his financial situation begin to improve, but Allah the Almighty also started curing his illnesses.
and this year he gave even more for Vakfa Jadid. Those who once used to avoid giving him work themselves came to him and offered him contracts for work. Idris Sahib says that it is solely due to the grace of Allah the Almighty that through Vakfa Jadid he created the means for his wealth to increase. Hence, these are the ways in which Allah the Almighty returns alone manyfold. There are many such incidents out of which I have presented only a few. May Allah the Almighty always continue to treat members of the community in this manner. May the members of the community continue to offer such sacrifices with sincerity and loyalty. And may Allah the Almighty continue to manifest His grace. Now, along with the announcing the new year for Waqfajadid, I will also present some details of the previous year's collection. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the 63rd year has come to an end on 31st of December 2020 and the 64th year commenced on 1st of January. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, during the previous year, the community was able to present a sacrifice of 10.53 million pounds. which is £887,000 more than the previous year's total contribution. All praise belongs to Allah. This cannot be the result of any human effort. Rather, it is purely owing to the grace of Allah the Almighty. This year, again, the UK Jamaat stands in the first position amongst all the Jamaats of the world for its overall contribution. By the grace of Allah, they have made a significant increase. The Lajna Imaila of UK have worked extremely hard by the grace of Allah. And from the significant increase in their collection, it seems that the men have also put in a great deal of effort, just like the Lajna. Germany is in second place, and even though they have made a significant increase, UK is still ahead of them by some margin. Due to the fall in the value of its currency, Pakistan has fallen quite behind amongst the Jamaats, but still occupies the third position. Nevertheless, based on their local currency, they have made progress and its members are offering sacrifices. The Ahmadis in Pakistan are offering sacrifices of their lives as well as their wealth and are having to endure constant mental torture as well. May Allah the Almighty provide ease for them as well. Canada is in fourth position, then USA, India, Australia, a country in the Middle East, Indonesia and then Ghana. From among the African countries, Ghana is now also competing with the larger countries and is in the top 10. According to the contribution per capita, USA is first, followed by Switzerland and then UK. In terms of overall contribution amongst the African countries, Ghana is first, Mauritius is second, then Nigeria, Burkina Faso, Tanzania, Sierra Leone, the Gambia, Kenya, Mali and Benin. The total number of participants is 1.452 million. In terms of overall collection, the top 10 large Jamaats from UK is Farnham, number one, Islamabad, the second, third is Worcester Park, fourth is Putney, fifth, Birmingham South, sixth, Gillingham, seven, South Cheam, eighth is Masjid Fazal. Ninth is Birmingham West and 10th is New Malden. The top five regions in terms of overall collection are Bethel Fatou is first, then Masifazal, Islamabad, Midlands and Bethel Hassan.
The top 10 Jamaats with regards to Daftar al-Fal are Farnham is first, then Islamabad is second, Rahampton Vale, Bethel Fatu, Mitcham Park, Glasgow, Cheam, Guildford, Worcester Park and Birmingham South. From among the smaller Jamaats, the top 10 in terms of overall collection are Limington Spa, Spen Valley, Bournemouth, Burton-upon-Trent, Peterborough, Coventry, Edinburgh, Keithley and Swansea. The top five local Amarat in Germany are Hamburg is first, then Frankfurt, Wiesbaden, Grossgerl and Ditzenbach. In terms of collection of Okfajis from adults, the top ten Jamaats from Germany are Rudermark, Neuss, Nida, Madiabad, Mainz, Koblenz, Hanau, Langen, Florsheim, Benzheim and Pinneberg. In terms of collection from Daftar al-Fal, the top five regions are hessen Zudost, Hessen-Mitte, Rhineland-Falls, Westfalen and Taunus. The top three Jamaats in Pakistan are number one, Lahore, number two was Rabwa and number three, Karachi. In terms of collection from adults, the positions of the districts are Islamabad is first, second Rawal Pindi, third Sargodha, then Gujarat, Gujranwala, Umarkot, Hyderabad, Peshawar, Mirpur Khas, Dira Ghazi Khan. In terms of overall collection, the top 10 Jamaats are Defence Lahore, Islamabad Shahar, Township Lahore, Clifton Karachi, Darzikar Lahore, Gushnabad Karachi, Samnabad Karachi, Azizabad Karachi, Rawalpindi Shahar, Alamakbal Town Lahore. In terms of Daftar Atfal, the three large Jamaats from Pakistan are 1st Lahore, Karachi and Rabwa. The positions of districts for Daftar Atfal are Islamabad, Gujranwala, Sargoda, Shekhupura, Faisalabad, Diragazi Khan, Gujarat, Umarkot, Narawal and Bhawalnagar. The positions of the Emirates in Canada are number 1 Vaughan, then Peace Village, Vancouver, Brampton West and Toronto West. The 10 large Jamaats in Canada are Bradford, Durham, Milton East, Edmonton West, Windsor, Milton West, Regina, Ottawa West, Airdrie and Abbotsford. The top regions in terms of Atfal are Vaughan in first position, then Toronto West, Peace Village, Calgary and Brampton West. In terms of the Jamaat for Atfal, Bradford is first, then Durham, Milton West, London and Hamilton Mountain. In terms of overall collection, the top 10 Jamaats in the USA are Maryland, Los Angeles, Seattle, Silicon Valley, Boston, Austin, Oshkosh, Syracuse, Rochester and Minnesota. The top 10 Jamaats in terms of Daftar al-Fala are Maryland, Los Angeles, Seattle, Orlando, Silicon Valley, Austin, Oshkosh, Minnesota, Las Vegas and Pittsburgh. The top 10 provinces from India are Kerala in first position, then Tamil Nadu, then Jammu Kashmir, Telangana, Karnataka, Orisha, Punjab, West Bengal, Delhi and Uttar Pradesh. The Jamaats are Coimbatore, Kadian, Patapriyam, Hyderabad, Calcutta, Bangalore, Calicut, 
Kanor Town, Rishinagar and Karang. The top 10 Jamaals from Australia are Melbourne, Long Warren, Castle Hill, Marsden Park, Melbourne Berwick, Adelaide South, Mount Druid, Penrith, Perth, Logan East and Blacktown. The Australian Jamaats in terms of collection from adults are Melbourne Long Warren, Castle Hill, Marsden Park, Melbourne Berwick, Penrith, Mount Blacktown, Adelaide South, Perth and Canberra. The Australian Jamaats in terms of collection from Adfal are Melbourne Long Warren, Adelaide, Melbourne Berwick, Mount Logan East, Penrith, Castle Hill, Melbourne East, Perth and Adelaide West. May Allah the Almighty bestow abounding blessings in the wealth and progeny of all those who have presented sacrifices. May he enable them to increase in their spirituality and to be those who fulfill the rights owed to God and the rights owed to his creation. These days I have been making an appeal for prayers. I would again urge you to pray for Ahmadis of Pakistan that may Allah the Almighty remove their hardships and worries. May he keep them away from the grasp of the opponents. As for those opponents who cannot be reformed, may Allah the Almighty create the means for them to be seized. May he also create means for the swift release of those who have been imprisoned in his way, which also include the prisoners in Algeria. There is also a great deal of opposition in Algeria. Pray for them as well, and may Allah the Almighty create ease for them. Give emphasis to supplications and offering voluntary prayers and giving alms. The general conditions of Pakistan is one which lacks peace. Pray for them as well, that may Allah the Almighty establish peace and bring a swift end to their ploys to kill one another, extremism, discord and unrest. May he grant their leaders and government the sense to become those who truly serve the people and act with justice. Similarly, Pray for the general state of the world which continues to deteriorate at a rapid rate. May Allah the Almighty have mercy on all of humanity. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmadu wa nastainahu wa nastaghfiruhu. وَنَعْمِنُ بِهِ وَنَتَوَكَّلُ عَلَيْهِ وَنَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ شُرُورِ أَنفُسِنَا وَمِنْ سَيِّئَاتِ أَعْمَالِنَا مَنْ يَهْدِهِ اللَّهُ فَلَا مُضِلَّ لَهُ وَمَنْ يُضْلِلُ فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ وَنَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَنَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ إِبَادُ اللَّهِ رَحِمَكُمُ اللَّهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَإِتَاءِ ذِي الْقُرْبَى وَيَنْهَانِ الْفَاشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغْلِ يَعِزُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ يَذْكُرْكُمْ وَدُوهُ يَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ 